Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to the Clubhouse Degenerates. It's a different clubhouse, Mondo. It is. We're, we're, we're in a much bluer, I, I guess, I was going to say more cluttered. It isn't necessarily more cluttered, but we just don't have it set up quite as well. So we, we're in my study area right now, both dogs in the study, and many tripods and various things uh, have been knocked into by said dogs. Yeah, you you know, not there's you, you have a lot of debris on the floor, which... It causes Vaya to like look like she's picking chapstick up off. The- hey, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff, and then Finn wants to play with me now because he's he's my buddy. He, well, you yelled, "Hey!" He's like, "What?" And uh, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff here for Violet to pick up and ruin the the uh, the flow of this episode anyway <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie I, I thought there would be somebody else here to watch them i did not think they'd be in here with us uh-huh but uh, that's probably on me i've been super super busy with a lot of stuff and so i'm, I'm sure uh it was communicated to me that uh there, there would be no one here to watch them and i was like uh-huh, uh-huh and then just in in one ear out the other in my defense a lot of times these things are told to me where, I, where i'm like coming back into the house briefly to grab a tool. I've just been up on a scaffolding. I'm trying to build stuff. That is where my my mind and my heart still is. So mm-hmm. I'm not the best at retaining uh, knowledge of, of people's plans and lunch dates and things when I'm in building mode. Yeah. So just uh, a little housekeeping, I guess. Uh, yeah, what are you being up to, Mondo? Jesus, this weekend has been a pile of shit. Five, what is it? 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag for me. I haven't been sleeping well this weekend. Normally I'm okay. I'm I'm I've been sleeping better. But this weekend I've had tummy issues, sleep issues, you know, us having to reschedule or we, we initially we were talking about moving this podcast to a later time, but I had a customer of mine who we were supposed to have a brunch date set up for today and that got all screwed because yesterday apparently little Miss Violet's also having tummy issues. While I was see when I take a shower, I I let her just roam free in the apartment. If I ever leave, let's say I go to a concert or a show or any anything like that, then I'll put her in her crate for like an hour or two. Like I don't like to leave her more than an hour or two at a, at a go, but she'll be in her crate, so I don't have, have that worry of her like roaming around the apartment, you know, peeing somewhere, shitting somewhere. When she's in her crate, she's usually pretty good. So on Saturday morning, I get up re- reorganizing your figurine collection, reorganizing the figurines, cleaning up the apartment. She'd be like, hey, I think this figurine needs some teeth marks. That's what it's missing. Yeah. Let me fix that for you. Oh, no. I've, I've, I've violet-proofed the apartment for the most part. Uh, but that being said, I, I took her for a walk. You know, she relieved herself and everything. And I was like, okay, I, we, I got a, sweat, a little bit of a sweat in. Let me take a shower so I can go grab lunch or something. And when I shower, I don't think to put her back in her crate. I let her just roam around. I go in the shower. I come out. I open the door. And like... Fortunately, I, wa- I I look before I walk, just walk out like an idiot. But there was just a, a nice pool of shit, watery pool of shit, right in front of the door. It's like she was leaving us like a present for me or something. So that was yesterday morning. Or or she was trying to send you a message. She's like, "Hey, motherfucker." Yeah. Like you know, like, like old, old style mob boss. Like they'd leave like a, a bloodied pig's heart on someone's doorstep. It's yeah. like that. She was trying to 
tell you that if you keep putting her in their crate, this is what you get. So I clean it up. I'm fucking pissed. She's got shit on her fucking feet and everything. So I have to like clean just about everywhere in the floor in the apartment. Luckily, she didn't get any on like carpeted or, or you know, or the or the couch or anything. Cleaned it up, put her in her crate. I was like, fuck this. I need you know. By that time, I was it was getting late and went and had lunch. Came back and she was still in the crate. Whatever. This morning, I wake up. She's in her crate. She shat in her crate. Oh, that's bad. And, and uh, uh, so my brunch plans with my customer, I, I had text. I, la- I, last night, I'd gone out to buy a bottle of vodka because he wanted to make Bloody Marys and everything. Texted him in the morning. I was like, dude, I can't make it. I got this disaster. I gotta Now I got to wash shit. I got to wash shit, clean the, the tile, the, the plastic tiled floor. You better not. You better not. Uh, she... She is so close to pulling out a microphone cord right now. <laughs> so I've been dealing with Little Miss Diva shitting. And so then I had to clean the crate out. I had to throw her, because um, I got a cushion thing that she sleeps on. So I had to throw that in the laundry, you know, sweep and mop the entire floor, clean the dog shit up the entire floor. Uh, and I had just cleaned the stuff from Saturday. So it was like, Two days back to back, and uh, again, lack of sleep, and I haven't had an appetite. I haven't eaten anything all day today. Yesterday, I didn't eat anything until dinner or late lunch dinner. So it's not been a fun weekend for Armando. The highlight, though, not to sound completely Debbie Downer, the highlight, though, was I went to the LA Kings game on Wednesday. I had set myself on a calendar reminder on my phone to remind me like a day before or anytime the Kings come in town, Dodgers come in town, uh, obviously when the Chargers are in season. So I got a notification Tuesday. Hey, the Kings are in town Wednesday. Bought a ticket, kind of last minute, went to it. Sat in a great seat. I had taken the Kings and the over, and the over was, uh, the line was six points. And the Kings won five to two. So not only did the Kings win, uh, I won a bet, a little bet. I bet like 10 bucks to win like 40 or something like that. So it was an all shitty week, but let's just say it was mostly shitty week. Thanks to Violet. Appreciate it. What about you, Aaron? Well, first off, I mean, that is just normal puppy stuff. Like, it sucks. It's not It's not the uh, most fun part of having a dog, but I think anyone who's ever had a puppy will have a similar story, usually multiple similar stories. So yeah, don't, don't be too it, hard on her. It's just, uh, you know, it's probably easier when the burden, the load is, is on more than one person in a, maybe a bigger place. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that it's a tiny apartment Yeah, and it's just me. Oh, yeah. The, and, she uh, was not made for a small apartment. And... Uh, so you can imagine the smells were kind of bad between Saturday and Sunday. Oh, and oh I'd rather not. So yeah, I <laughs> to you. I'd opened the windows. I wiped everything down with their puppy spray stuff. Uh, burned incense. Use just I, let me just put. I use a lot of chemicals to mask the horrible odor, and also opened up the door. And yeah, all, so. let's 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 move on from yeah, talking yeah. about that. Your um, turn. Your turn. What's 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 been up with you, dude? Uh, all kinds of stuff, man. It's been crazy busy, and and uh, I apologize. I mean, the last episode is not out because I I think yesterday was the first time I could have actually had time to do the, the artwork for it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get right to that. I'm just going to lie down for like two seconds, and then it was morning. Because yeah. um, <laughs> so, so a couple of things. I mean, on, on the regular work side, we, we did episode three of it's called Sharp Action. It's a betting show 
with this MMA handicapper and Gilbert Melendez. Didn't you tell me that they were going to pull the plug on that though? So we did, we did one episode and the rollout was just terrible. I mean, like it was just really uncoordinated. No one was even sure where it was getting posted, that kind of thing. And then the second one, it was Gilbert Melendez who he was the strike force champion. Uh, he never, I don't think he ever fought for a title in the UFC, but you know, he's pretty high profile even in the UFC. Yeah. The, he's like, fuck it. Like, I'll, I'll post it. I'll post it on my social media. Let's have all my stuff be the hub for it. Because I my my guess is he's probably getting pretty decent money for it. I'm getting okay money, and from the he's getting money from the uh, the betting source, right? The uh, yeah, our, our, Jesus Christ, dogs. <laughs> so the fir- the first two episodes, the money came from the betting site bet betonline.ag. And and I, so I don't know how much he's getting paid, but he it take it takes him like ten minutes of work. Yeah. So if he's getting two hundred dollars, he's getting two hundred dollars for ten minutes. I'm sure he's getting more than two hundred. He's probably getting a cup of thou, I think, or maybe like a lump sum. He might be getting like yeah. I, I doubt. I honestly, I doubt it's. I bet it's. I bet it's a few hundred. I bet he's maybe getting like five or six hundred. But okay, it, it's like virtually no work. So yeah. I'm sure he wanted to keep doing it. And then the the actual product, I think, is really good. It looks really professional. Like the. Uh, the the picks were pretty good. People were making money if they were they're betting on them, but the Jesus Christ, uh, I'm gonna have to pause. I gotta figure out what to do with them. Obviously, we're doing the the dry run. <laughs> Hopefully, it stays dry with yeah. all the violet tummy troubles. But yeah, uh, okay. So betonline.ag. Just, just just yeah, just real, just to wrap that all up. There, there's been a lot of work with that on top of the normal work that I have for LFA. So I've been like. Just about doing full time hours the last few weeks for LFA, like like probably like just a little bit north of forty hours a week. But then I'm also I'm also trying to do all this building stuff because mm-hmm. that was the other thing. We we I I had hoped that by this point the fence in the backyard would be completely done, so we could just turn them loose out there and and they could roam around, get into trouble, what what have you. And that that fence is like seventy percent done, and then I had to start stop to start working on other stuff uh, just because well, I'm ready to actually put siding up on the house, which is exciting. And then it's going to be completely dried in. And once the siding is up, there's nothing that I have to do like pressing. Like I, th- everything can take up to six months where, you know, I could do one, one little thing and I have six months to do it and I can do the next little thing. Obviously I, I don't want to take that long for everything, but I just don't have like a, a ticking clock when something has to be done once the siding is in. So I'm, excited about that but like i had to build this whole front porch cover i had to they call them external penetrations mondo Ooh. It, it sounds sexy it's not it's just <laughs> just where like um your electrical outlets your external electrical outlets you have to do those ahead of time you have to wear your washer and dryer vent you have to put all that shit in so so that's all all that's all been happening and dude i have been getting the fucking shit beat, beat out of me in the process physically mentally a, a little, little bit of everything. Nice. Uh, the, the the highlights or lowlights, if you will, was I got probably the worst electric shock of my life. Because mm. um, I've had a bunch of little ones when I'm doing electrical work and you don't realize something's live. And it's just sort of like, oh, oh, what was that? And then you just go back to working. To put the fence in, it was still pretty cold when I was doing that. There's still snow on the ground at, at one point, And the ground was so hard that I had to actually jackhammer up the earth with this 35 pound demolition hammer it's called it looks like just like a small jackhammer and at one point i went to pick up an extension cord that was plugged into the jackhammer the snow was wet didn't one didn't realize it wasn't even the snow i was standing in a puddle oh and did not realize that there was a, a tear in the electrical cord 
I just, I just got the shit shocked out of me. And right when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, you know, and I dropped it. I'm like, knew exactly what it was. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, oh, okay, you know, that wasn't that bad. Just go back to working. And then five minutes later, my body's like, oh, you're dead. You're done. What just, do you mean? Like, I just couldn't, like, I was, I, I was planning on working for another hour and a half, two hours. And I just had to go inside and, like, sit down. Like, I felt like. Oh, so it took it took a while for like the full effects to. It wasn't like you got shocked a second time. It was Mondo. Let's say if if I was an iPhone, mm-hmm. my battery charge was on like fifty percent. I'm like, yeah, I can you know I can go for a little bit. That that happened, and I, I was on like six. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, we we gotta we gotta recharge. We gotta get some food and some sleep, and hopefully not have a heart arrhythmia. That wasn't the worst one though. The worst one was I uh, wasn't even I wasn't even building related. I was just showing somebody the back area behind my house where the porch is going to go just just uh, someone who's trying to give an estimate i had not realized that during the big ch- temperature changes in denver because it, it, it's been really really cold and then recently it got really warm uh-huh. the back side of the house gets very little sun so there's a big big snow accumulation and that at all melted and then refrozen into this just like slick sheen of ice mm-hmm. where it was sort of angled downhill a little bit I had just been there the other day and the, you know, footing wasn't great, but it, it was walkable. And I take one step and I swear to God, it was like out of home alone one. <laughs> I, I was Joe Pesci, like wet bandits where in that fucking movie, they're cartoon characters, right? They're getting burnt. They're getting tarantulas on them. They're, you know, they would have been in the hospital courtesy of, of Kevin McAllister. I made real flesh and blood human man though. Yeah. My, my, my feet went just right out from under me like feet above my head like i just rotated and it, it was it was the hardest i've ever been hit in my head in my life oh you lot. landed on your on your dome just right i mean feet, let's just say feet fly out from under me right up in the air just head right into the ice there's a really loud crunch i don't know what it was i don't know if it was the ice it was my head it was my back who knows <laughs> um the first thought i had was like i have to, there's no way i don't have a concussion because I, cause it, I mean, there was like that really bright flash of light. If you ever been knocked in the head that you, you can get occasionally, I guess it's probably actually was a good sign that I was thinking like, I probably shouldn't try to stand up right now. Cause it's really icy. And if I'm dizzy, I'm going to slip all over again. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, you know, maybe comical in a home alone movie, not, not comical for your brain. If you're trying to avoid so you brain just trauma. lay there for a second, just to kind of gather yourself. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I was like, dude, are you all right? I'm like, oh, there was people there. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I brought someone back who was trying to give an estimate. Ah. So he he's like, he's like, are you are you okay? I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, dude, that that sound was gnarly, man. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> pretty sure I have a concussion. He's like, well, you you don't sound like your words are slurred. I'm like, well, that's that's good because they normally are if you listen to our podcast. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the Generous Clubhouse. No, I didn't plug our podcast right after that. But the only upside was, I guess, my my mom from the adjacent lot happened to be looking out the window right when that happened. And then she was like, if there's any more like high high wire stuff and ladders, and we're going to pay for it. Like, if you need to pay painters to, instead of you going up on scaffolding, we'll, we'll pay for it. Like, I don't, and I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. I should, I should <laughs> fall my head more often. <laughs> that's, that's all I had to do to get the house painted. Awesome. Let's go. So that that's that's all happening. There's still so much more I have to do uh, before, in theory, before Tuesday. I'm gonna have to push it back. But I'm almost done building this front porch cover. 
almost done like building the fence, but then there's like 20 more things I have to do. It's really, really tiring. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that knock on the head, I, I don't seem to be too worse for wear, but it, it hurt my soul more than my body, Mondo, you know, it just, it just takes you out, takes it out of you a little, especially when, like I said, you, you cartoonishly fall and knock your head in front of someone trying to give it. Yeah. Estimate. I had an incident where I slipped and fell on some, some, again, you, it's very shiny, sheeny. Like it looks like just like wet water on the ground and it was, it was ice. But fortunately, mine was nowhere near as severe as yours. Like, I landed on my ass bone, mm-hmm. and there was another woman walking her dog. This was months, months, and months ago. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Walked it off. No big deal. My ass hurt for like a week. No bruises, but man, it. And that I can imagine landing on your neck or back or, or anything like that. It must have fucking sucked. I, it's, and it's where I've, I have slipped on ice so many times. Because Finn and I will go trail running. In the winter, and you know, sometimes it looks like it's snow, and then you just step on a patch in size. I've I've fallen on ice numerous times, but I can always sort of catch my balance, you know, or or even if I slip and I'm falling backwards, I can kind of like tuck and like roll off my shoulder. You know, all those years of grappling and wrestling and everything, it kind of teaches you how to fall. And this one, I, it was so fast; it was just feet out, no time, head. Right on the ice. Yeah, the ice is no joke out here in Colorado. Oh, anywhere it snows, really. It's you see it on TV about cars like sliding and shit, and it's mm. like you think it's funny, and it's but it, it happens here. Like it's this, this is real. This happens to us. I saw a woman like two weeks ago. She was coming over like a, a hill, a hilly area, uh-huh. and as she was coming down, her car did a complete slow three sixty. Fortunately for her, there were no cars in front of her. I was the closest car behind her, and I just like I came to a slow stop put my hazards on so so no one could like pass me like I took the the middle yeah let's 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 move on to yeah. to some local Denver news I'll, I'll give you the details I know uh a, a local establishment named Shotgun Willies was in the news uh and you might be asking yourself what is Shotgun Willies is it a children's museum is it a floral garden nope it is a gentleman's establishment that's a that's a fancy way of saying it, Mono. What's the the degenerate way of saying it? It's a fucking strip club. Yeah, and the reason it was in the news was because the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the professional basketball team slash uh, wannabe gangster show, was in town to play the Denver Nuggets, and after said victory, and I think I think the Grizzlies won. I can't remember, but what was in the headlines was Grizzlies players. Uh, who's their their franchise player, star player? Like, uh, you know, I think for a while people were talking about him becoming the face of the franchise. I'm trying to think how to describe him. Mondo, you remember Allen Iverson, right? Sure. Who doesn't remember AI? He he's like AI if AI was like six foot three and had a 50 inch vertical. Uh, okay, a basketball. He, he can jump just mind bogglingly high. Okay, like he just levitates. And but he kind of has has that AI quality to him, uh, and and apparently uh, off the court as well a little bit because th- there have been all sorts of weird goings on uh, with John Morant. Like there was there was an incident that I think is still being looked into where they were playing the Pacers and his little entourage got into a scuffle with I think some of the Pacers players, and then after the game. The, the, a car filled with said entourage members were following a like a van or bus with with Pacers players and pointed like some sort of laser pointer 
And right, exactly. Because it's like, you don't know, is this just little, uh, you know, show and tell presentation laser pointer? Or is this a, a scope on some sort of weapon? You know, the way, the way these guys roll, the Pacers just assumed, oh, they're, they're, they're about to snipe us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that wasn't cool. And then there's been, there's been like one or two other things like that. And, uh, and then most recently, it, w- it wasn't even that, that John Morant tattled on himself. John Morant, celebrating the game, goes to Shotgun Willie's. Not, not the classiest of strip clubs. Um, you said this is here in town? This, this is, I believe this is on Colorado Boulevard. No wonder. So I woke up and I just social media. It was all, it wasn't on the news stuff. It was even on my Instagram and my Facebook. I was like, who the fuck is this John Morant? I'd never heard of him. Very famous in the basketball world. Got it. Yeah, he he had post. I think he had posted an Instagram live video of him, and in the video, the fucking dumbass flashes a gun. Nice. The NBA has really no tolerance for that. I mean, I think after the, there's this giant brawl. This was years ago in a Detroit that has been dubbed Malice at the Palace, where players went into the stands and it was a whole thing. Like the NBA just does not fuck around. Can I make a really shitty generality, general, general, generalism, general uh, okay. uh, observation? But when you're talking to sports, there's, you know, baseball, basketball, hockey, football, like the major American. I think generally speaking, mm-hmm. basketball players are the dumbest motherfuckers. They're just fucking idiots. They're just... Not to say there's some really intelligent people out there, some really good business savvy guys. There are, but I think generally speaking, NBA players, there's a lot of fucking dum dums. Yeah, it's not, it's not even close compared to football. You think football players are dumber? Oh, way dumber. But football requires you to get a college degree before you get drafted. In, in NBA, it's not a thing. Like you can just go from high school to basketball. Yeah, and and those degrees, I mean they were really sure, hitting the books sure. there. Like, there's also there's also you remember in an NFL team there's what 53 man roster times 32 teams. So there's that many more players. Yeah, it's just it's just more noticeable because in basketball like you're saying I, mean, I think it's a 15 man roster and then particularly with star players it's just so much harder to blend into the woodwork. Got it. Um so it, like it gets magnified and and for better or worse, right? Cuz I think NBA players have way more agency. They have a lot more say that what's happens to them in their career. They've got they can kind of steer their own ship, uh, and sometimes you know they can uh, pull their own guns in a strip club. Um, <laughs> so so did he do anything dumb aside from pull a gun on camera on, on his Instagram? That, that's what that's what all the hoopla is about. Just pulling the gun out, and then so the, and they're also trying to find out if he had taken the gun into any I forget how they phrase it basically in any place that was involved with the NBA like a you know team locker room team bus team plane because uh, if he they they have a really really strict rules about that yeah but outside of that they're like you know it's the NBA they're like well uh, shotgun Willie's not our jurisdiction uh, <laughs> and I think if I believe Denver police have decided not to press charges oh. um if you're gonna do top five dumbest things that you could do in a strip club, I mean, well, that, that would be on it, right? Like pulling guns out in a strip club? Well, I mean, you can actually, I mean, again, going back to like NFL, there have been NFL players that have been caught 
beating their fucking their significant others and mm-hmm. getting suspended. And there's the Michael Vick and the dog thing. So there's not a single sport. Oh no, no. But I said, I said, I was saying top five dumbest things you could do in a strip club. Oh yeah, don't take a gun in there. That's if, dumb. If, if Michael Vick brought the pit bulls into the strip club, <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, you're right. That would have been next level. Dog fights in but, a strip. But club. I, I was just trying to think of like dumb shit I've seen in strip clubs. And yeah, it, it, like somebody getting up on the stage that has to be on the list. Yeah, but that's actually kind of funny if you're rolling with it in a humorous way. But if you're going up there, if you're going on stage and waving a gun, there you go. <laughs> John Morant gets on stage, starts dancing, and people are like, "Wow, he's actually he's really good." <laughs> like he does it. He does a dance. What is it called? The gritty. I don't know. I don't know what that dance is. I'm not uh, into the the hip hop scene quite like that, but. He gets on. He starts dancing. People are like, "Wow, people, just just excellent." They're like, "He beat our Nuggets, but here you go." They're just throwing him dollar bills, and then he pulls the gun out, and the whole mood changes, right? Sure. So it's it's just you know, Ja on the stage having fun, maybe taking some tips from a hardworking stripper, but you know, is what it is. Whole vibe changes when you pull the gun out. Bad boy, bad Ja. Yeah, and he's he's a, he's gonna take some time away to to figure things out and get help, and. It, it, they're still kind of waiting to see what the NBA does and everything like that. Let's uh, move on. But here's the one thing. Mondo, do we need to take uh, an investigative expedition? To? For for science, for shotgun willies. Oh. I, straight, I don't think strip clubs is your jive, I don't, and no. I know it's not mine. <laughs> it's, it's not at all. I just When I just saw that, I'm like, wow, that's some degenerate shit right there. Yeah. John Morant at a strip club I might get this wrong, but he was... He, how the fuck do they say? It? Packing heat was an old one, but now that there's something about pipe, like they, oh. they call having a gun a pipe. Oh. So I was about to say he's packing pipe, and I'm like, no, I don't think that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> he he might have been doing that at the strip club as well, but I think that means something different. Yeah. So no, it's it's not my thing. It's not your thing. But I was like, for for the podcast and for science, I was thinking about it. Let's let's table that. Um, we were we were gonna do a, a degenerate history on Wild Bill Hickok because I thought, hey, notorious gunfighter. It would make sense. Yeah, let's 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 just go real quick. Okay, so Wild Bill Hickok, Degenerates History. We got to come up with a theme song for. We got to come up with more theme songs for our segments. I, I like I like the Florida Man one. I think that was a very good job on your part. And, yes, uh, in, in between these massive building projects, I will get right on that. <laughs> um, ne- next, Mondo, next time I get electrocuted or crack my head on the ice and I need to take a break. Yeah, that's what I'll I will use the time cool. for. Wild Bill Hickok, Degenerates History. He saved the young Buffalo Bill Cody from a beating around the time young James Hickok began using his father's name of William. The wild part came later, and he also met Buffalo Bill Cody, then just a messenger boy on a wagon train. Hickok saved Cody from getting beaten by another man, and the two became longtime pals. Dude, you always need that friend. Do you have, do you have like a, a quick story you can remember where you had that friend that always had your back? No. You didn't have a friend that always had your back? No, never had. In fact, I was the one that was always having my friends back if shit hit the fan. I could never name example. a example. So there was that incident with the Orthogonian house, Lancer house thing that one time where Francisco frat Martinez versus Frat Royal yeah, Rumble. Frat versus Frat Royal Rumble. Francisco Martinez was in his date in his girlfriend's room, dorm room, mm-hmm. and some drunk ass Orthogonians decided that they were just gonna barge in the room. They walked in, they kind of were just kind of mean mugging and giving Frank some shit in front of his girlfriend, which is always already kind of like demeaning. And Frank calls like a bunch of Lancers, puts us all on the horn. Hey, we got to go fuck these guys up. 
Ricky, myself, a bunch of other Lancers. And this is funny because Christian Bollocker wasn't even a Lancer yet. And he went with us to the Orthogonian house. I probably shouldn't say this because I'm incriminating myself, but a hey, time has passed. So I don't think I'll get into any legal trouble. But I, ri- I ripped off their mailbox from the front of their house and threw it through their front window. And like, and it broke window that, shit. Mondo, that's a federal offense. Is it? Yeah. All right. If, you, if you're tampering with a federal, federal mail... That is that is part of the U.S. government. the The feds are going to drop their investigation on John Morant. They're coming after you now. So, uh, so yeah, there's a number of other okay. scenarios where where friends have gotten into some shit, and I have to go. That's so. If I, I it's good to know. My, so if I ever need someone to rip a mailbox out, I'll, you're the first call I'm going to make. Yeah, but, there's a couple other ones too, but we're we're running short on time. So, but uh, that was number two for Wild Bill Hickok. He's he is said to have wrestled the bear. One of the best-known stories about Hickok and his encounter with a bear after serving as a constable in Monticello, Kansas, he worked as a teamster driving freight across the country. On a run from Missouri to New Mexico, he found the road obstructed by a bear and its two cubs. Hickok shot the mother in the head, but that only made it angry and it attacked, crushing his chest, shoulder, and arm. He fired another shot into the bear's paw before finally killing it by slashing its throat. Hickok's injuries left him bedridden for several months. Okay, A... I don't think it's impressive because one, he shot a bear. It, it makes it sound like he was like hand to hand wrestling it. Yeah, it's like no, you were fighting a bear with a gun, and your your aim just wasn't very good. And here's the second part, Mondo. Yes, was the bear on cocaine? It would have been it. much better if it was on yeah. cocaine. Yeah, but it w- probably wasn't. So I'm not impressed. Uh, number five, Wild Bill was involved in one of the first fast draw duels during the American Civil War. Hickok served as a teamster scout and some say spy before resigning and living as a gambler in Springfield, Missouri. There on July 21st, 1865, another event that framed his gunslinging reputation occurred. During a poker game, tensions with a former friend, Davis Tut, came to a head over gambling debts, triggering... A standoff in the town square. The two stood sideways to each other, 70 meters apart, before firing simultaneously. Tut's shot missed, but Hickox hit Tut in the ribs, and he collapsed and died. Hickok was acquitted of manslaughter, and in 1867, Harper's Magazine article recounted the incident made him famous across the country. Pretty good. Is it Dead Man's Hand? Is that Wild Bill Hickok, or is that yes, Billy the Kid? that is Wild Bill Hickok. Okay. That was actually, I think, the very last one. I, I cut that out. But yeah, that was Wild Bill Hickok. Back in the day when gambler was a profession, you're like, <laughs> you know, blacksmith, uh, doctor, gambler. Mm-hmm. And what a time. We, when do you, do you think it would be better or worse? Probably not with, with guns, but if you could just have duels to settle dispute. Like, what about like an old-fashioned sword duels? We're still a thing. Apparently, there's some country in Europe that still had... Like the law was still where there was duels allowed. Mm-hmm. Of course, no one's done it. I mean, but it was pretty recent. Like it had to be. It was like in the in nineteen seventies or some shit. I read some article once where it was uh, some duel was like some duel. Some dude called out another guy in a duel because it was still legal in whatever country it was, and I don't know. It got settled out. God help us all if gun duels ever become legal in the U.S. Because it won't be pistols. People in ARs. this country will, yeah, they'll they'll be going around with fucking lock, uh, rocket launchers in the back of their cars. Like, so please, somebody duel me. Yeah. I, I just got this this surface to air missile that I want to explode on a motherfucker. 
Uh, I don't. I don't think we're ready for no. uh, uh, throwback to duels in, in the U.S. Uh, number six, he was fired for shooting his own deputy from 1869 to 1871. Hickok served as a marshal in the Kansas towns of Hay City and Abilene, getting involved in several shootouts. In October 1871, after shooting an Abilene saloon owner, he suddenly glimpsed another figure running towards him out of the corner of his eye and fired twice. It turned out to be his special deputy marshal, Mike Williams. <laughs> the killing of his own man affected Hickok for the rest of his life. Two months later, he was relieved of his duties. Oh, poor Wild Bill. Oh, okay, one. Okay, two things. First of all, they really needed LinkedIn back then. <laughs> because... If you if you heard the dates, this was all after the dueling incident. Yeah. So they're like, hmm, we need to hire someone. To, wait, was it a sheriff or was it a marshal? The marshal's the one that got shot. Oh, no, no, but it was the, he, that, deputy, yeah, he, he deputy was a, marshal. No, no, Hickok was serving as a marshal. Ah, got it. So they're like, hmm, we have to we have to hire a U.S. marshal. Let's let's look at uh, Wild Bill's LinkedIn. Yeah. Hmm, notorious gambler. Yeah. He was dueling motherfuckers. Yeah, that's the guy. But like, I don't think they had that resource. No. So I, you know, they really probably could have avoided a lot of uh, things if it's just a little bit better resume checking. But that was that was tough to come by back then. Uh, number seven, he acted alongside Buffalo Bill. Now no longer a lawman, Hickok turned to the stage to make a living. In 1873, his old friend Buffalo Bill Cody asked him to join his troupe, and the two performed together in Rochester, New York. But Hickok disliked the theater, even shooting out a spotlight during one performance and began drinking. He left the troupe and returned west. Pretty good. Yep. Uh, last one. Uh, number eight, he walked out and his wife to hunt gold. <laughs> Now 39 and suffering from glaucoma, which affected his shooting skills, he married circus owner Agnes Thatcher Lake, but left her shortly after to seek his fortune hunting gold in the Black Hills of Dakota. He traveled to the town of Deadwood, South Dakota, aboard the same wagon train as another famous Western hero, Calamity Jane, who would later be buried alongside him. And uh, I think that was the last one you had for Mr. Hickok. I, uh, maybe I tipped it wrong. I, I wanted to skip the acting one and just... Uh, touch on the fact that he was he was murdered end of his life while playing cards. Oh yeah, yeah, number nine. And and yes, as you as you mentioned, he was holding the dead man's hand, which I think is black aces and eights. Uh, on August first, eighteen seventy six, Hickok was playing poker in the Nuttall and Man Saloon, number ten in Deadwood. For some reason, likely because there was no other seat available, he was sitting with his back to the door, something he didn't normally do. In walked Drifter Jack McCall, who pulled out his gun and shot him in the back of the head. Oof. Hickok died instantly. McCall was acquitted of murder by a jury of local miners, but a re retrial reversed the verdict and he was hanged. So, yeah. Um, he said he was holding the dead man's hand, who was uh, aces and eights. And it's still to this day in, uh, like, Texas Hold'em, if you have, and it doesn't have to necessarily be eight, uh, the black aces and eights, but if you have ace eight, they call that 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 uh, whole cards, the, the dead I mean, man's hand. I mean, I feel like he should have been able to read the tea leaves on that one. He was in Deadwood. He was yeah. holding the dead man's hand. It's like, come on, Wild Bill. You know, keep your head on a swivel at the very least. Joking aside, I don't know about you. I, I never sit with my back to the door. I, I don't know. why. I mean, maybe it's a little I, bit yeah, paranoid. I think, I think I try not to. And sometimes there's no way around it you just no, i just don't i won't i won't do it <laughs> yeah if you if and you know what's funny is, is like even like military guys are trained to like not sit like like it like like hard hardened military dudes will not sit with their back to an open door they'll you know who else wouldn't sit to uh with his back to an open door who joel joel the last of us episode eight titled what the fuck was it called it was called when we are in need this was the one this was the the 
cannibal rapey episode. Yeah, holy shit! Hang on to your pants. Do you want to go through the plot kind of? No, quick? not really. I okay. think I think we have, we spend sometimes a little bit too much time recapping. Sure. Where if the person's seen it, they're like, "Yeah, no, I know. I just I just yeah. watched that this week." So I mean, let's let's touch on phrasing maybe a little bit with this episode. Let let, it, let us uh, discuss some of the different aspects in the show. So so first of all, let's just start. We we have a new antagonist. Yeah, um, his name is David. Was it David? Sounds right. Let me see. Yeah, his name is David. So yeah, th- during the course of Ellie kind of, you know, taking care of Joel, she goes hunting, she finds a deer, shoots him, and then she encounters this dude, David, who's like, hey, we want some of that deer meat. We've got to feed people to seed. So yeah, basically he he's the leader of another, you know, little outpost kind of colony mm-hmm. thing. And it's it's funny, because we've, we've seen a lot of this, right? There's, I'm not as familiar with The Walking Dead but there was the mayor, uh-huh. right? The, the governor, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just demoted him. I'm like, motherfucker, this is not a state. You're the mayor. This is a town. Yeah. You have to work your way up. You have to go, you have to go through the local political scene and then you can get promoted to the governor. Okay, so anyhow, the president. Sure. You know, we we had just seen in in a previous episode uh where there was this kind of Communists sort of, we rule by tribunal, everyone helps out. And now we have a whole different vibe, right? We've got this one one guy, David, leading everything. He seems to me, at least at first, to be like their their pastor or something. Or maybe he was their pastor. I'm, I'm maybe skipping on a detail here. But he seemed to be like leading them mm-hmm. with sermons and shit. And that's how he got like their attention. And maybe that's how he got rising from the ranks to the, the power he's got over these people. Well, in the, in the character history they give in the show, he had been a teacher, and then after the apocalypse, he he quote unquote found God. Uh, As we find out, though, it, it seems like <laughs> it's a little twisted. His, his actual belief in God might be a little circumspect. Oh, and, and and just the basic scenario is that it's it is winter in in this town, which is somewhere near southern Colorado, mm-hmm. and it's it's just freezing. They don't have a lot of food, and shit's getting real. So, so just just as a villain slash antagonist in general, like, did he work for you? Did he not? Yes, yes, oh yes, more so than in the video game. Uh, in the video game, I don't remember if I had creepy pedophile vibes from the character. Maybe there was, and or maybe I missed it, but it wasn't as it was a lot stronger seeing it acted out in a show. So not only was he he's is he leading his people and feeding them their own dead people like he's like people go missing and he yeah, yeah well that that was a scene early on the the daughter's like when do we get to bury my father he's like well it's it's too cold we can't dig in the ground yeah. which mondo yeah as we discussed earlier that's a real thing mm-hmm. they didn't have a thirty pound demolition hammer no plugged into a freight electrical cord to yeah. dig the earth up they had to do it by you know with shovels so that probably was a pretty believable excuse but the real reason was they're just it was like this you know the south park episode it's like little girl did you did you like that chili well that was your dad chili he he literally has some of these deceased members of the group hanging in a meat locker with like you know they're dead with like missing limbs and shit and one of them had like the ribs exposed like like he's he's they're making chili like it's like it is a butcher shop yeah it's just a uh a hog hanging from some meat hooks. Which, which kind of uh, 
I don't know. I think it's kind of weird that he's he says he's found God, but he's also feeding people people, which is like, uh, what are you doing? Now, do you think they're like Native American style? They're they're eating every part of the animal slash person. Uh, I don't know. I and don't know. and do you think the pe- amongst the people who know they're fighting over who gets to eat the dick, or do they just chop that off? I heard it's a delicacy. Or no, that's balls. That's balls, not dick. Bull balls are a delicacy. Maybe it's maybe it's both. It's like I get I get the balls this time. You yeah. got the balls last time. Like <laughs> I, I do. I, I wish there was a little bit more choice of words, but fleshing out. Yeah. Just so we, we could get some of these intricacies. So no, he for sure he he. If the governor, when you're when you're referring to Walking Dead, if mm-hmm. the governor was like the biggest dickhead, like yeah. the apex dickhead of all the baddies, I think this guy David was is like. So far, because I have not seen, you know, I don't know anything about Last of Us season two or what's going to happen in the future. But so far, this guy of all the people they've encountered is like the, like the most like malicious, like just dickhead, like evil. He, he's he's the one that you're rooting uh, for. Really, just any sort of death doesn't have to be a slow death. There, there, I thought there was a good sort of ramping up because he does have that sort of pastor energy. Early on, like it's like you're all my children, you're part of yeah. my flock, and I'm I'm looking after you. And then there's that moment where it's like, and you step out of line, I will smack the shit out of you. Oh, he in hits front of everybody. Multiple, yeah, he hits multiple people, like just like a like a abusive uh, husband or abusive father or something. He's just, it's just he's a, he's a, he's a not a good not a good person. But it's because I love you. Yeah. Do, do you do you think that ramp up would have benefited from being a little bit slower? Well, the season's only. I mean, yeah. Barring knowing that we only have a nine-episode season, like, yeah, they could have they could have made this whole thing two episodes. Like they did that with um, with Sam and Henry, and they did that with, uh, you know, they they, they they this one deserved more than just the one episode. I think. I, I think. I think that that's actually my biggest complaint. Yeah. We we can come back to that. Sure. Just to wrap up the David character, I, I think the actor did a great job. Like oh, I yeah. said, he, he had the pastor energy. Is there if you were if you were recasting, you had to recast with another actor, you could put anyone else in that role. Who would you pick? Hmm. I don't know, man. That, that's something you have to. Like I think uh, you know Je- Jeffrey Dean Morgan did a in Walking Dead. He did a fantastic Negan. Like you fucking hated this guy. His fucking smirk. His little kind of. So this guy, um, <laughs> the fact that he's a redhead also lends the idea like, oh, I don't really like this guy. <laughs> There's a whole joke about, oh, redheaded people. No one likes redheaded people. The fact that he's a redheaded dude also was like kind of added to like the easy, it's easy to dislike him. You know, I could think of, uh, what's the guy that does, um, the guy that does Hannibal? What's the actor's name? Don't know. The actor. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. <laughs> he's a very famous actor. And I can't believe I'm brain farting on the guy's name. Hold on, I'll tell you. Uno memento. Oh, are you talking about in, in the original Silence of the Lambs? Anthony Hopkins, yes. Oh, okay. Anthony Hopkins would have been, just because of the whole cannibal thing, like mm. Anthony Hopkins, you know, plays this intelli- highly intelligent guy, calm usually, except mm. for when he flips the switch and all of a sudden he's biting someone's face off. Uh, I think he would have done the 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 role justice, just being kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm nice. I'm a, I'm a good... You know. see, see, here... I, I thought about it. I, I don't think the actor can have like too much creepy energy naturally. Because oh. my, my first thought was like was like Steve Buscemi. Because, <laughs> you know, in the later part where... When you said Steve Buscemi, I think of the googly eyes character he does in... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, he, he's not evil. <laughs> he's got googly eyes. 
But I feel like it has to be. It would have to be someone who actually kind of does have that like warm, welcoming presence. And so then it gets all that much creepier and more fucked up. Yeah. When that turn starts to happen. Yeah. So there's no way that I don't think they could get this this actor. But if I could cast anyone, I would have casted Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks as the cannibal guy. I th- I think that would have been. That would play on people's relationship with Tom Hanks yeah. by his other movies, where you're kind of expecting him to be a good guy. Has Tom Hanks ever been a villain that you can think of? You know, I don't that know if he be, has. Because you know, you, like uh, like John Travolta, usually usually has played heroic characters, but he's got that one movie where he plays. He's there's a couple movies where he plays villains, and uh, he's got like this kind of friendly presence, and then yeah, he flips the switch and he's a fucking. Uh, just a nightmare of a person. Same thing with uh, Tom Cruise. I still, t- <laughs> t- t- for my money, my favorite role that I've ever seen Tom Cruise in was Les Goldman, I think his name was, in, uh, in Tropic Thunder, uh-huh. where he's just the grossest, like sleaziest movie producer. And it was amazing. I'm like, part of it was the novelty of it was Tom Cruise, but he's also incredible. Who's the key grip? You? Okay, I want you to punch him right in the face. <laughs> so so I, look, I looked this up. I don't think I've seen any of these movies, maybe because they didn't do very well, but apparently four times Tom Hanks has played a villain. Ooh. Road to Perdition, Cloud Atlas, which apparently was terrible. He was a villain in Cloud Atlas? I, this is what the list says. I've never okay. seen it. The Lady Killers. Listen, it says the character he plays is just goofy to start with, but has a sinister and diabolical lean to him. Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he goes, he, he, he's an abomination. Oh, God, I was trying to channel. I feel like I feel like that there's some religious people uh, who are like, people with retardation are an abomination of the devil. And they have to be put, you know, so they, maybe they would see him as a, as, a, uh, as a villain. And then there was a movie called The Circle. I've uh, seen that one. Oh, yeah, that one. He was a dick in that one. I've seen that one. But, it's crazy. That's it. And then also, oh, also in Castaway, he killed Wilson. Wilson. So I, I don't know. I think he would have been a, a good a, a good in that role, especially if it was two episodes where like in the first episode, you, you actually kind of are rooting for him. You're like, oh, he's just trying to feed his people. And then these little, maybe not even red, but like orange flags, yellow flags start to pop up. And by the end. Amber, amber flags. Amber alert, amber flags. There you go. <laughs> That was a good one, mother. Yeah. The yeah, amber flags start to pop up, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then the second episode is just uh, a little bit crazy. That can I? So that scene where where Ellie is locked, he's got Ellie locked up, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You got a choice here." Yeah, and it's either this or or that, or we we eat you or whatever. that scene where like she puts her hand. Oh, the he thing. he turns the creepy pedophile oh, dial. Dude, he was like he was like at like two before because I feel like. Any sort of reverend pastor does have a little yeah. little <laughs> bit to begin Get with. A baseline, yeah. And then he just cranks that dial up to ten. You're like, oh no, Ellie. That so yeah, that whole that scene, Jesus, oh my God, I just like I I felt I I felt gross. I felt gross like watching like him just touching her hand, and I was like, oh my God, really? Like it just. Ugh. That that was one scene that I felt like popped way better in the show than it did in the game because it was the same thing. She fucks up his finger yeah. in the game, but you know, as as decent as the animation was, it, it just something about seeing them like f- in that close physical proximity, uh-huh. flesh and blood humans. It just it hit different for me. Do you think that was the best scene? No, the best scene and by far the strongest performance. And, and I, I'm not seeing a ton of Bella Ramsey's work. Or Game mm-hmm. of Thrones is this, but Bella or or Ellie 
fucking going ape shit on on uh, David mm-hmm. when you know the building's on fire. Yeah. He she's like slashes his like uh, Achilles or something like that, and he falls to the floor. And she just goes. You don't see that. You don't see the camera on him. You just see her and her attacking like, yeah. him viciously. That shit was powerful. Like I felt, I felt like justice was being served. I was like, "Fuck you!" Like, dude. Like I felt, <laughs> I was getting aggro, seeing her getting aggro and like taking out her 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 frustrations on him was like. You do it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep doing it. Like I, that was, we we're talking about how El, uh, Bella Ramsey's performance has kind of increased and gotten better and better yeah. over the episode. Like this, this is, to me, this is like the the Emmy winner, the Academy or whatever, the award winning moment for for Bella Ramsey in the show. Let's let's switch to nitpicks um, to see if we if we've got any because th- th- that was another one where I agree her performance incredible. And but that was another one where again it hit a little bit different for me because I was like, okay, I get it, you're a weird, cre- creepy pedophile cannibal rapist, but it's like she had just stabbed him, the building's on fire, and it's like maybe like subdue her and get out of the building before you try to rape her. Yeah. I don't know. It that that part didn't seem really that realistic. Where it's like, well, you're you're gonna die of smoke inhalation. Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess you really want to get your rocks off, weird cannibal guy. Yeah. Maybe he was just in a. a a some sort of like bloodlust or something that that seemed some something about that was off to me because I I don't feel like that is actually how that would play out and in the game you know it's it's a video game you're just like yeah oh, there's fire there's smoke they're pixels but when it's really humans I'm like no you can't you can't breathe that in yeah uh, was there anything else no I I would have I would have liked to see this as two episodes yeah the uh, you know they're they're doing like these scenes like in tandem like Joel is like. He's coming out. He's coming too, and he's like, "I gotta go save uh, Ellie. Mm-hmm. I gotta go help her." And so that's happening at the same time as Ellie's like trying to get out, break out yeah. of the little jail thing. And in my mind, the way it the way it should be, quote unquote, should be written is that Joel comes to the rescue, saves the day, helps Ellie. But it turns out Ellie just took care of matters in her own hands, and and yeah, you know, took care of herself. By the time Joel's uh, arrives, like Ellie's like. She's like in bloodlust. Like she's seeing red. She doesn't even know what the fuck. If Joel's like, like it took her a while to like snap out of whatever she was in to, to like notice, Oh, it's Joel. He's here to help me, you know? Well, and that, that was one difference between the, the game and the show, a very small difference, but in, in the game, same thing. Ellie hacks that guy to pieces, saves herself. And then like Joel actually pulls her off of him as she's, disfiguring his body and in this one like she walks out and then and then it's sort of the same thing but like outside in the snow that's that's when we're I, it's funny it, yes it would have made, made a lot more sense for her to just get out because like i said burning building smoke inhalation but i did feel like at that point if you're gonna lean into it that much already just just have him physically pull her off the guy yeah the the other thing though i do i do wish they had done this differently in so many of the other episodes, I was actually praising them for saying, "Yeah, you can't have Joel go on Joel go on this like massive murder spree." Um, but I would have liked to see a mini murder spree here, right? Who would he have murdered, though? There were a bunch of guys looking for him, so he fucked two of them up. But there could have been more guys in the town. Okay, just just a little bit of foreshadowing, sure, for for what might be to come. Because I, I I do remember, or or just just a little bit more. 
uh, of Joel trying to physically get to her. Yeah. Just with that sort of tension. Because that was another thing where in the game, it, it wasn't cutting back like scene for scene. But, you know, you played as Ellie and then you played as Joel trying to get to her. You played as Ellie. And I that was the tensest I've ever been in my life playing a video game where I was Joel trying to get to Ellie. And I remember... And then plus you have bad aim too. So you're yeah, like, <laughs> well, yeah, this, this was the, this was the first time I played a video game in like 13, 14 years. Yeah. And I was freaking the fuck out because I couldn't, I wasn't aiming well as Joel, which actually is probably pretty accurate. He was super fucked up at that point. Yeah. You know, he'd just been like stabbed and in fact, you know, had a bacterial infection and everything. And I'm just like, I'm like, no, he's going to die. Cause I can't use this goddamn fucking controller. Yeah. But I, I like that tension really heightened it for me. And you just didn't really have that in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, they were just trying to move through it. I think, you know, keep it in probably about a, a 60 minute block. So that's another spot where I th- it, think it would have benefited from a double episode. And yeah, again, it should have been two episodes because in because in the game, what happens is, you know, Ellie kills a deer and encounters David and this other dude, mm-hmm. right? And then the one other dude goes and calls calls for help, and and David stays behind with Ellie. And there's a whole scene or series of scenes, moments in the video game where David and Ellie are working together to fight off other fucking attackers. You know, was it zombies or raiders? I think it was. Both. No, no, no. Zombies. Yeah, it was probably zombies. Okay, so zombies. So 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 they're working together, which makes the the flip flop of David like showing his true colors like that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, oh fuck, I thought this guy was on my team a little bit ago and all of a sudden now he's trying to eat me and or fuck me. Like so that would have if they would have done that in into the show. Ho- hopefully not in that order, but yes. <laughs> or, hey, you never know, man. He might be doing that to some of those dead bodies in that in that meat locker. But yeah, th- this could have used two, ep- two, two episodes. Yeah, I also actually would have seen, like to see a lot more interaction between David and his, his flock. Yeah. So, so to speak, we see a little bit right with the, the girl whose father died that I, I think, I think if we understand Joel, that was the, the guy that Joel killed. Yeah. was her father. Yeah. But just to kind of expand on that a little bit, I, it's funny, maybe I'm just being greedy, but I'm, I'm kind of bummed this is the last episode. This next one tonight coming is, up. Yeah, yeah, it's the last one until uh, season two. This, like like you said, I mean, I, I think that in, in some ways this section really was the, the climax. Yeah. Um, David was really hoping it was going to be the climax, but <laughs> it, was, it was cut a little, little, little bit short. You're fucking gross, dude. Well, I'm not, I'm not the one who wrote that. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't try to eat and or rape Ellie. Yeah, it just it it just did feel a little bit rushed, and I think the last episode, the episode, what is it, nine? Episode nine will also feel rushed, but that's fine. This is like a hectic, chaotic. I'm hoping that they do like kind of what you know where they do the extended episodes. So it's not just an hour; it's like an hour and a half or something like that. It'd be it'd be nice if they did that. I don't I don't think they did. I haven't looked at what the runtime is, but it would have been good to have like the last two. You know, like Game of Thrones, the last two episodes are like two hours long. Yes. They could have done that with these last two, I think, easily. Well, by the time this is posted, I'm sure that episode will, will be out mm-hmm. already. But they have showed a lot of restraint, not having Joel kill like copious <laughs> amounts of humans. Yeah. I wonder how jarring it will be if they just have him go full John Wick. They should. They may as well. This is the last episode of the season. They got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, he kind of loses it, right? Like that's the thing is he's he has been struggling with sort of the morality of what he has done, uh-huh. and you see that a lot. Like he, there's even places where he's like trying not to kill people. I mean, yeah. you know, I think most notably, remember there, there was the scene when they're in Kansas City and he 
finds the sniper who turns yeah, out to be old man. He's like, dude, man. just put it down. Yeah. Like, don't. You know, he's trying to find a peaceful resolution, and it doesn't end up happening. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like there's gonna be a 15 minute John Wick sequence where Joel's like, I no fucks given. We're not doing this shit again. Do you want it to be a really heavy, like action heavy uh, sequence in this last episode? I hope so. I really hope so. I'm crossing my fingers that it is. It's so because so far the so far the the show as a whole has been the fact every episode. Well, there's maybe one or two kind of shitty episodes, slower episodes, but for the most part, the show as a whole has been really good. Mm-hmm. And and to cap it off with like a high high end high action John Wick style thing, that would be like done, like perfect season, perfect. You know what I mean? Last thing uh, I would say. And, and this actually made me even more impressed with Diego, uh, with, uh, I, was about to say, I was about to say Diego Luna, that was Andor, with uh, Pedro Pascal's acting performance, was I, I saw him do a internet video uh, interview for a show called Hot Ones. I just saw it this morning. I was going to bring it up, too. And <laughs> one, like, he did pretty good. Did pretty good. I mean, so basically- It makes me want to be his best friend. The, the, conceit, <laughs> the conceit of the show is that he's interviewed- while eating progressively spicier and spicier hot wings, until- I forget the guy's name. It's Chris. Chris something is the host of this show, and he's always had like musicians and artists do this, and they all act like Aaron saying they go from like the easiest hot sauce to and they they, they, they ramp it up every. And you're eating one chicken wing doused in this hot sauce, and every every wing becomes with a hotter and hotter sauce, and and yeah, by the time he gets to the last one, he's like. <laughs> yeah, and he and the thing is he his name is Sean Evans he asks go. really good questions I said Chris, I said Chris. um mean? yeah Chris Evans that, that I think that's the that's what I meant to Captain say. America <laughs> they're they're Chris, basically the white same guys thing. they're white guys but but the other thing about Pedro Pascal is like he is just so different than the characters he plays yeah you know there, there's some actors who are kind of playing like a version of themselves like Denzel Washington is just playing Denzel Washington yeah in like different iterations and every but. Pedro Pascal, I was like, dude, that that guy would be so fun to hang out. But that's he's, what I'm saying. I want, he's I just like, like a happy-go-lucky. Like his the the way his voice sounds is completely different. Like yeah. he's going through a full transformation to play a guy like Joel. So if you haven't checked it out, I that interview with on um, Hot Ones will probably change the way you look at Pedro Pascal if you've never seen them. Yeah, because he's done like Narcos uh, when he was in Game of Thrones. Like all the characters he's been playing are. Pretty like badasses, serious yeah. badasses, and Mandalorian. There, there's no, there's like very tiny uh, hints of levity or comic comedy in there, buried here and there. And even Joel, very dry, very you know, maybe a couple jokes here and there. But but to see him like just be himself, you're like, I want to hang out with that guy. I want to be his best friend. I want to go to. I want to get drunk with. Apparently he's a stoner. Apparently he smokes weed. Like. It's like not a, a hidden thing, dude. That Joel Joel could use some fucking weed. <laughs> someone someone needs to get the character Joel some weed. If they could have just smoked him out, the fireflies, yeah. and, and you know, maybe they would have all. Uh, well, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. I was about to say something, and I was like, "Oh no, don't wait for that." Uh, so let, let's cut it off here. Sure. Looking forward to the the final episode, and then we're gonna have to figure out. So something else to cover for future episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you guys in a week. Bye-bye. 
Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you. 